This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Jesse Kelly, tonight at 6 on 710 WOR. Now, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Tuesday edition of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. We have a bunch of big stories to get to today. Two grand juries are set to be impaneled in Atlanta one of which is supposed to decide whether former President Trump faces criminal charges for uh, efforts to overturn the 2020 election. So we're going to be watching that. We could have, we've been saying all along, a Georgia-based indictment of Donald Trump to add to the various other indictments that are out there right now. New York, the Alvin Bragg, ultra-preposterous um Pay, uh, paying off Stormy Daniels and not disclosing on the forms or something. It's such a weak charge that it's hard to even really remember the specifics. Um, you have the documents case at Mar-a-Lago, uh, and that's actually a good place to tell you there's updates on that, too. The Trump legal team is asking for uh, lots of delays. We'll talk about some of the legal ins and outs of this, but basically... They're requesting in federal court in Florida uh, that they are going to be arguing over a whole range of things. A lot of motions, a lot of uh, the judge is going to have to look at things and make determinations. So Clay and I will talk to you about that in a little bit as well, because they may be able to push this thing till after the election, which could set up a 
Donald Trump wins the election or Donald Trump faces these federal criminal charges situation, which would be pretty amazing. I mean, he's obviously going to pardon himself if he wins everything. So then that goes away. Clay, you're, are you you want to do this right now? Clay's fired up right now. I got other things, but you look like you want to hop in right this second. Well, I mean, Go I think it. we can talk about this a little bit later, but I, I, this is what I said I expected to happen. And I, I frankly would be surprised if this trial in Miami or one in D.C., one that could actually put Trump in prison, goes to trial before the election. The Fort Pe- They've moved it to Fort Pierce now, right, from Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South Florida. Yeah. Um, I, and by, I don't think they'll get a conviction in South Florida either. Uh, so you can argue if Trump are really rolling the dice that if he could get a hung jury or certainly an acquittal in that case – uh, which I think would be unlikely. I think it would be divided roughly 50-50 based on the jury pool, and I think half of people would say he's guilty, half would say he's not. I think it would be impossible to get a conviction, which, to be fair, Trump would take as validation that these were completely political charges. So what the jury decided to do in the event this case went to trial would be significant, but what he is arguing is what I expected to be argued. It will be interesting to see what the judge does, and we can talk about it a little bit later, uh, but... The earliest the trial would start is basically right before Christmas right now, I think, is where they, they are hoping to do it. Um, I'll be I'll be stunned if this trial happens before the Republican nomination is decided. At a minimum, and and honestly, before the election. It's uh, going to be very interesting. See what the judge says. This all de- de- depends, I think, on what emotion, what motions are allowed and emotions are allowed. Um, but we'll get into all of that a little bit more here coming up. Um, something else that, that is interesting is uh, in this moment, the Biden family, uh, notably Hunter Biden, is a huge liability uh, for the Democrat media because he's done so much stuff that is not only illegal and indefensible, even though he got the sweetheart deal, but also on top of all that, we recognize that he was uh, selling out his country effectively that's what hunter was doing he was selling access to china which for a lot of people would cause big problems with the law not for hunter biden but then you also have the joe biden you know the family's getting hit in a lot of places clay joe biden it has come out uh not only denies one of his grandchildren but was doing so explicitly on the orders of political aides who thought that this was an inconvenient thing for him which i actually completely disagree with this uh notion that uh, anyone in politics should have understood that on a forget about the ethics of it, Clay, just on an appearance level to deny a grandchild is is it, it's so grotesque. I mean, it's so weird, so off putting anyway. But the ladies of the view, the ladies of the view, or at least one of them trying to make the case that this is just the way it has to be because, Clay, we're weaponizing things against Hunter. We are weaponizing Hunter and that's the real problem. Play clip two. President Biden doesn't need to overstep his son. I like that part, but mm-hmm. I don't know why they go out of their way to say six grandchildren or four kids. When my parents talk about me, they say, we love all our kids. We love our grandbabies. I've never seen but, them numerically repeat over and re- over. I like re- three kids. I like four no, of The reason that's happening is because the right wing, who again is weaponizing everything related to Hunter, keeps asking, so how many children do you have, Mr. No, it's grandchildren do you have? Well, maybe they Maureen Dowd should find something else to write about. Yeah, so write about that. something else. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, these things are, for me, when you start talking about people's families and what yeah. they're doing, it's, I find it 
unnecessary. This is not anybody's business. Nobody needed to know about this. No. This is private. It's so stupid, Clay, it's hard to even know where to begin. I'm fired up about this, okay? Joe Biden makes his entire political identity that he is a loving father, grandfather, and they specifically say and instructed all White House staff to say, we have six grandchildren. And I want every single grandparent out there listening to me right now to ask yourself this question. It actually isn't uncommon at all to ask, how many grandchildren do you have? That is actually one of the foundational questions that everyone of a grandparent-like age gets asked. I get asked, Buck. I have three kids all the time. If you're a parent, you get asked, how many kids do you have? And then once your kids are grown, you get asked, how many grandkids do you have? I was just in Chicago, Buck. Went to a wedding. Met a fantastic grandfather there. He was the grandfather of the groom. One of the first questions I asked him was, how many kids did you have? He had two. How many grandkids do you have? He has five. That is one of the first things you ask someone when you meet them about their family. And he's run specifically, Buck. This is where I'm so fired up about this. He's run specifically on being such a good guy, being such a great grandfather. Buck, I've got three boys, as I just said. If at some point in time, those three boys grow up and they have a kid and I refuse to acknowledge one of their kids as my grandkid, it will be a failure of mine. Period. It will be. Now, you can say, well, the way that grandchild was uh, was created is different than the others. Yeah, right, because your son is a drug addict. But that's not the little girl's fault. That's not the and four-year-old living in Arkansas's fault. It also was, was not going to be something, I think the, the, the false, there's a lot of false analysis around this, a lot of nonsense. But it's not Joe Biden's fault that he has a grandkid who's out of wedlock. In fact, all it does is provide an opportunity for Joe Biden as the president of the United States, who, as you rightly point out, has always pointed to his family and his, you know, paternal, his paternal love for Hunter is why we're supposed to stop asking questions. His role as a grandfather is why we're not supposed to criticize him for having dementia. Like they're, they're, they're using this to their advantage, but this is a perfect opportunity for him to be like, look, folks, I'm a president, but I'm also a grandpa, and this is my granddaughter, and you know, and now he's doing that, which is what's so interesting because everyone realized the other thing that don't talk about this in public was just so gross. It showed such a lack of character. There are some things that a person should, you know, there's no excuse for and should never do a lot of things, but one of them would be to deny a grandchild in the final years of your, you know, in the twilight of your life. Because that's not my grandkid. Because it was out of wedlock? Really? Yeah. He's 80. This little girl's four. I want every single person out there to be able to meet their grandparents. I mean, that's a huge part, if you're fortunate enough to be able to do so, of being a child. Even if one of your grandparents happens to be estranged from the family, it's still a big deal. Buck, how often now do we see people going to 23andMe or Ancestry.com because they're desperately seeking a connection with their family, even if they're adopted? Right. A lot of I bet there's a ton of adopted people out there listening to us right now who had to make that choice. Hey, do I want to know who my natural birth parents are? Do I want to have a relationship as an adult with people that I didn't know when I was a child? Maybe you even find out that you have relatives you didn't know that you had. This is, I think, something that many people grapple with on a regular basis. But the other thing is here, 
they barred this little girl from being able to use the last name Biden. Yes. Which is, I mean, I mean, this continues. It's not like they've really decided to embrace, you know, some, some, uh, Christian love super, and values here cruel. in this case. Now, she may not, when she becomes older, want to have the name Biden. She may decide, hey, my mom stood by me. I want to have my mom's name. But the idea that you would bar as part of a settlement agreement, a four year old child from ever being able to take the name of its father is also incredibly insulting to me and it goes to joe biden's character i think this is very important well that's why it's so significant because no one has really no one makes the case joe biden you you don't hear this joe biden's so smart even the most you know ardent democrat partisan they don't walk around saying you know who's really really smart that joe biden guy that guy is a genius i mean maybe you'll hear some clowns say it but generally speaking the whole premise of Biden as a politician who has been foisted on America is that he's a good guy. He's somebody who has a he's kind and has a solid moral core. And I've been saying there is no evidence of, of this in his public life at all. In fact, the evidence is all to the contrary. But this moment in time, it goes to the fundamental narrative of Biden and shows that it's a lie. It has political consequences, Clay, which is why. The left, the Democrats, a little rattled about this one because they're going to try to fool independents again into thinking Joe Biden's, you know, he's a normal good guy. He's a he's a kindly old grandpa. Really? Not so much. I'd like to hear from grandparents out there. 800-282-2882. When you hear the view, people say nobody really talks about how many grandchildren you have. That's all I hear. I, I think a huge part of being a grandparent is how many grandchildren you have. It's something you take immense pride in and buck to. Remember, they fought to keep this kid from using the name Biden. They denied the parental legitimacy of this child to the point they had to go through all of the DNA testing and everything else. All Joe Biden had to do, Buck, all he had to do, all he and Dr. Jill had to do was just say we have seven grandchildren. And this wouldn't have turned into a huge story because I don't think, to Whoopi Goldberg's point, I don't think people would have been pouring through the specifics if Hunter pays uh, his child support. And if Joe Biden acknowledges that they have a seventh child, even if it's an out-of-wedlock relationship, I don't think people are going to be pouring through all of the dirty details of the family history as it pertains to her parental lineage. It's the fact that he denied her and refused to admit the truth, which was he has seven grandchildren. And I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's I think it's worth reminding so everybody. Insulting. There's nothing that Joe Biden won't lie about while pretending to be this honorable, ethical guy. There's nothing that it's it, and it's not salesmanship. It's not, you know, uh, braggadocio, as you might see in some other politicians that we like here. Um, he will lie about the most core and fundamental things. And he he said that he ran for president in 2020 because of the Trump good people on both sides speech, for example. Yes. I mean, that's just. He's just being an insidious liar. He knows that that's not what Trump was actually saying. I, I but... actually, to be fair to him, I think he's so dumb, he might actually not know the truth. Like, he might still believe that Trump really said the very fine people thing. Well, this is when people say to me, do you think he's being, is he being, uh, you know, cynical and and immoral, or is he just senile and doesn't know what's going on? And the answer is always tough to tell.
Tough call. The, you know? We know uh, the answer on the grandparents. He knows he oh, has yeah. seven grandkids. Like, this is a direct targeted attack upon the legitimacy of one of his grandchildren, which goes to the very essence of his character and fitness, which he claims particularly justifies him that, uniquely to be president. Can I just, if if Don Jr. or Eric had an illegitimate child with a stripper that he then, you know, one of them refused to pay child support for, and refused to even admit was their child, I don't think any of the ladies in The View would be like, talk about something else. This isn't even a story. Yeah, and if Trump denied so. the grandchild existed, it would be front-page news, and it would have been for months. I mean, there's zero doubt. I mean, again, all this stuff. I mean, the cocaine story's kind of vanished, but if there had been cocaine found in the Trump White House, and they had said where it was found, and then said, oh, we have no idea who did it, it would be a direct attack upon our nation's democratic processes that we don't know who had the cocaine. Now everybody seems like by Monday are just like, oh, we don't care. Yeah. Almost like they're really dishonest, and it doesn't matter what we find out and what comes to light. We'll get more into this in a moment. Clay put out the call for some grandparents. We want grandparents to weigh in on this one. 800-282-2882. You might want to pay close attention to the war, uh, words of former Wall Street insider Tika Tiwari. He believes our federal government could soon announce a mandatory national recall, recall on the U.S. dollar. Those would be replaced with a new digital version that will be radically different from what you have in your bank account right now. Tika Tiwari is warning that the official announcement could come as soon as two weeks from now on July 26th. He's exposing this government plan in a controversial new video and showing you the three steps you need to take to prepare now. Go to dollarrecall.com to watch this video. Likely some in our government don't want you to see this video, so you should definitely go check it out. That's dollarrecall.com. Learn how to prepare before it's too late. Your savings account could depend on it. One more time, that's dollarrecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. The torch of truth, past and still lit every day. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? 
HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, we got some grandma calls rolling in. Uh, Debbie, Carlsbad, California. What do you think when you hear how many? First of all, how many grandkids do you have? Three. Three. How often, as a grandmother, do you get asked how many grandkids you have? Every time I meet somebody. <laughs> So this is my point. Like this idea on the view that grandparents don't talk about how many grandkids they have is a direct lie in your experience. In my, I'm not a grandparent, but in my experience interacting with grandparents, this is one of the first things you talk about, right? What do you think when you hear Joe Biden is denying the existence of one of his grandkids? You know, he's an idiot. I, I just, my grandchildren love us so much. They're we're family. We're part of their pod. And it just infuriates the crap out of me. <laughs> that yeah, well, you're a grandma. You're, you probably don't get that screaming angry, I would imagine, in general. But this is like Joe Biden claims that he's a very lovable grandpa. And not acknowledging your grandchild is right to the essence destroys that very idea, right? Joe Biden has a lot wrong with him. This is one of the big things that's really wrong with him. He doesn't acknowledge his family. And, you know, as far as the whole Democratic Party is concerned, personal responsibility has gone out the window. Yeah, look, I I think that that, uh, thank you for calling in. Congrats uh, on the three grandchildren, by the way, as well. Uh, Joe Biden, as a as a political candidate, you know, you can say what you will about a bunch of different Republicans um, and, and obviously the Republican that Democrats are most obsessed with, uh, but they are who they are. I mean, I've just always thought that Joe Biden is a political chameleon. His whole thing is um, that he goes with whatever he has to go with in the moment. And this notion that he's some um, loving family man who can be trusted in a crisis. I just think that's I just think it's nonsense. It's propaganda. 
Look, my friends, start earning high yield returns in a low yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 12% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been filled with the, uh, filed rather, with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors now accessible to you, the savvy investor. I'm an investor in the Phoenix Capital Group. They're disrupting the traditional energy industry with their proprietary offerings, yielding up a 12% annual interest. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Welcome back to Clay and Buck, 800-282-2882. You may have heard about, caught a glimpse of some of the back and forth between two of the richest uh, men in the world. Uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and things are, are heating up. I, I do think that there were some things that even got said or written publicly that I don't know if we have or should say on the radio, but they're, they're definitely, um, going after each other. Well, Elon at least is going after Mark Zuckerberg. One thing I think is interesting, Clay, is you know that Twitter has to be doing something right. And I think it matters for the 2024 election. I think that we'll be, when I look at things that are more favorable to the Republicans this time around than they were in 2020, that I think we can reliably have at least one social media platform that will not just be a tool of the Democrats. Uh, I know there are others. There are a lot that are still going to be aligned against the Republican Party, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. But what happened to the New York Post story about the laptop, for example, that can't happen the same way when you have an open and not to leave out rumble and truth. And there are some others that I think, um, but they just don't have the same critical mass that Twitter does. I do think it's very interesting um, that the left is so upset, is very upset about this. And in fact, I don't know, Clay, are we going to be able to continue to tweet knowing that uh, Joy Reid, for example, very upset about what's going on with all this free speech. Play clip five. Twitter might be on the slow road to obscurity as Mark Zuckerberg's rival app Threads has surpassed 100 million users in only five days. Meanwhile, Twitter users are mostly left with a ranting and raving Elon Musk and lots and lots of racists. It does feel like, okay, I'm just going to give you myself as an example. I'm somebody who I stopped using Twitter quite a long time ago. I don't tweet. I don't want to give Elon any content. Threads, since that has launched, to me, there's no reason to check Twitter anymore. All of the major, you know, battle blogs on there, the Washington Post is on there. All of the stuff I would normally read, I can aggregate it on threads. Twitter now is useless to me. If people like me are leaving, I don't know how Twitter survives. <laughs> I think Twitter's going to survive, Clay. Uh, and I also think it's fascinating. Oh, there, so there are no racists on Facebook. That's an interesting, that's an interesting take that she threw in there, too. All the racists are on Twitter. I can honestly say this. Um, I have no idea what people say about me on Facebook. I have no idea what people say about me on TikTok. I have no idea what people say about me on Instagram. I have no idea what people say about me on threads or uh, any of these other outlets, right? Because Twitter is where the news 
comes from. So if people take a shot at me, like Mark Cuban wants to come after me, I see it on Twitter. If he goes on threads and takes a shot at me, somebody's going to have to screenshot it, DM it to me. I think this is the challenge Trump has had in general with Truth Social. And Buck, somebody sent me something recently. They were like, you're getting ripped to shreds on Reddit for something I said. I was like, why do I care? Right? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't even, I, I don't go on Reddit. I, I don't care if people on message boards have opinions. This reminds me, uh, back in the day when I was full-time sports buck, all the message boards are super popular. And every now and then somebody would send me an email and they're like, Hey, you have no idea what they're saying about you right now on Hog Haven or Crimson Cornucopia or whatever it's called is fired up about you. There are mean comments on a message. Like, so what do I care? It well, can I also say in any way? Good. Meaning, if yeah. people want to, yeah. you know, sound off on different platforms, we, we believe in free speech. The, the fundamental issue has become the Democrat Party does not believe in free speech. Yes, it, it, in the most most clear and basic ways, they do not. And they'll say, "Oh, what about fire in a crowded theater?" And they don't even know that that's that's a Supreme Court case that was wrongly decided in favor of throwing a socialist anti-war activist in prison for distributing pamphlets against the First World War. They have no idea what they're talking about. Point is, they really do believe now that uh, if something is problematic politically or even emotionally for Democrats, it should be uh, shut down as much as possible, including through government action. And that's the part of that. That's why that court case, Missouri v. Biden, matters so much because they they don't feel chastened uh they, they don't feel at all embarrassed that this white house was actively suppressing people right i mean was actively using the power of social media to shut down particularly election and covid stuff the covid stuff they were wrong about all of it the election stuff you know depends on what we're talking about um and yet clay they have no there's no shame for them in being censors. This is what their team has decided, which is why they hate Twitter so much. They hate Twitter because we haven't seen it censoring the right the way that all the other social media platforms have for about the last decade. Now, the one thing that I do think is interesting, Buck, is if there actually ended up being a more splintered universe of social media, I think what might end up happening is the media's job becomes more difficult because they can cover controversies that erupt on Twitter easily. Have you ever seen a controversy erupt on LinkedIn? I'm, I'm just asking. Like, I signed up for LinkedIn 20 years ago. I don't know what my password is. Somehow I still get emails about it. I know people post things on LinkedIn. Uh, I, the media, 95% of their stories originate from Twitter. I I have to say I've have you had the experience where someone finally gets to you on Twitter or email and they're like why don't you respond and you're like what what are you talking about they're like I sent you a LinkedIn message and you look you have some LinkedIn message from five years ago like I don't know I don't unless you're looking for a job I don't know anyone who's checking their LinkedIn messages I don't even know how to log into LinkedIn so yeah there's probably a thousand messages that have stacked up there over the last decade. And yeah, that's really funny. I, people are like, Hey, I sent you eight LinkedIn's and you didn't respond. It's like, yeah, it's probably sent me eight MySpaces too. My point on it is I actually wonder if Twitter wasn't the centrality of the locus for the media ecosystem. I don't think that threads is going to become it. I think it just becomes so diffuse 
that there's nothing there. And I would submit, I'm curious if you would agree, the reason why Twitter has some cogency is because of different opinions. Echo chambers aren't entertaining to visit. The idea that somebody might get piled on for doing something stupid or that two people could have legitimately different opinions and go head-to-head in a 280-character debate at a time, it's a bit stupid, but conflict draws eyeballs, right? If you watch any television show, it doesn't begin, and they lived happily ever after. There is a conflict somewhere, a protagonist and an antagonist, that is necessary to draw attention. If you just create a left-wing echo chamber, it doesn't work as a platform. Instagram works. Why does it work, Buck? Because people like looking at hot chicks. If you took away, if if Mark Zuckerberg came out tomorrow and said, hey, from this point forward, only women will be featured in burkas, Instagram would cease to exist overnight. Instagram is basically a place where hot chicks post photos, and that's why the entire app works. It's like Stuff Magazine, Playboy, Maxim all rolled into one. I have a lot of puppies and steak cooking on my Instagram. Look, when I go into videos... I see only Family Feud, uh, uh, like my real section. I see, I love Steve Harvey. All I get is Family Feud, uh, like uh, funny answers, right? My wife makes fun of me because at bedtime, I'll scroll through and just watch silly uh, Family Feud answers. That's what pops up on my Instagram. But if they took away hot chicks, Instagram would cease to exist tomorrow. Instagram doesn't exist, my point is, as a mechanism for conflict. Twitter exists for conflict, okay? Can, can I say okay. that? It's an echo chamber. It ceases to have any power. Have you have you noticed that? I mean, I remember, uh, especially back in the day, um, getting like dragged on Twitter. And what you realize is that if you were on the right, I mean, I'm not sure. Well, you probably had this with sports, but you would get all of a sudden you'd be like, "Wait, I have a where are all my." You would just be getting pummeled from all sides, and you'd realize, oh. I'm limited, like I'm shadow banned, so my people can't see anything, but left-wing lunatics all over the internet can pile on ceaselessly. I don't see these pylons anymore. No, not just me in general. I don't see these pylons anymore, which goes to what we've learned about Twitter, which is that it was a rigged Thunderdome where conservatives in particular, all of a sudden something got controversial, your reach would get shut down, and then you'd get ratioed by the left-wing lunatic brigade saying whatever they want, I mean, threatening to kill you and me being completely insane, and the Twitter employees were all, this is great, more of this. And that was actually happening there. It's pretty amazing I, when you I, think about it. I also think the whole trending thing, people have recognized that on some level, I mean, it's kind of just free advertising. Uh, what, what are you going to do? You're gonna, it, I can't imagine a scenario where because of something that I tweet – that I'm not allowed to come on the radio or I'm not allowed to go on television. I mean, it would have to be, I've been on Twitter since 2009. My opinions are all out there. It would have to be like some act of violence almost for me where I would lose a job, right? In other words, cancel culture has lost much of its power if you come through on the other side of cancel culture. And I think both you and I have uh, in 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 many ways. Um, but I just, I don't buy into this idea that and, and I would say this the same thing for Truth Social or Gab or uh, Parler. They tried to create a conservative version of Twitter, and none of them really worked 
because that's Twitter was where the conversation was. I don't think Threads is suddenly going to create a liberal conversation. It's not going to work long term. Look, we're saving you from a lot of stress when we suggest you start a new process backing up your computer data with our friends at iDrive. If you're already backing up all the data and photos on your computer, good for you. Just don't rely on one backup. It's always good to have more than one. iDrive does the best job of making this easy to do while you're using your computer in the course of your everyday activities. I talked with you guys about this. Uh, I've got a new book coming out in a little bit less than a month. At one point, I was terrified that I had lost my book on the laptop. I'm not that technologically savant. I'm not very good at backing things up. If you've ever thought that you lost something on a computer, and I bet it's happened to almost everybody out there, it's a sick feeling, particularly if you put time and effort and energy into trying to save it. Relying on your laptop enough uh, alone is not enough. You need iDrive. It'll safely store your data on their secure servers. Only you can access with an encrypted key. It's a password. They've got military-grade encryption protocol making your data very secure. Not to mention iDrive PC Mag winner eight years in a row has the best cloud backup solution for everyone, consumers, and businesses. iDrive is the easiest, most secure cloud backup solution. Plans start at less than $7 a month. Use my name as the promo code at checkout for 90% off that for the first year. That's iDrive.com. I is in the letter iDrive.com. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcast. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another health care provider. 
That's healthlock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Grandmas and grandpas fired up over Joe Biden refusing to acknowledge his own grandchild. Many of you want to weigh in. The View says it's not common for people to talk about how many grandchildren they have. It seems to me that's one of the top topics that everybody who has grandchildren talks about on a regular basis. Paul in Ventura, California. How many grandkids you got? I have six beautiful grandchildren. How often are you asked how many grandchildren you have, and how often do you tell people how many grandchildren you have? Every chance I get, it's kind of a conversation starter a lot of times. So when you hear Joe Biden saying he refuses to acknowledge, you have six. Joe Biden claimed to have six. He's actually got seven. How do you react to that? It disgusts me, and it has ever since this story broke, whenever it broke. Um little backstory i like i said i have six two of them were born um the same mother but two deadbeat fathers and we actually adopted one of them until mom could um get her stuff together how do you deny your blood you know the most precious part of the family is the children and the grandchildren how do you deny that it's your blood um, and give well, I, them I think, the opportunity that they may not have because they don't have a father in their life. So I you stepped think, up as the grandfather there to try to fill for the father. Hunter Biden here, who is Joe Biden's son, refuses to be a dad to this girl, and his grandfather re- refused to be a grandfather. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah, well, that's where Joe should have stood up. You know, how nice it would be to have a president who's got a little Christian value in him and wants to take care of his family. That that. It wouldn't change my mind about Joe, but I give him a little bit more credit. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I appreciate mean? you appreciate you calling in, and congrats on all the uh, beautiful grandchildren, and also for stepping up to help your family when it counts. And Clay, I, I again, I think that this this hits home because what have we always said? The the fallback for Joe Biden with with the Hunter Biden stuff, and this is in many ways just a dodge because it's not about. The crack and that stuff really, it's about the selling out to China, which uh, it doesn't matter. You know, that's not a personal foibles issue. That's an interest of the country issue. But Joe has always said, Oh, I love my son. It's about family love. And that's what, that's the media smokescreen they've always run for this guy, right? And he's used tragedy in the past for political advantage. Anybody who knows where this guy comes from politically understands that he has suffered tragedies, but he is very quick to leverage that into a narrative of, what a sympathetic and great guy he is. Uh, this goes to the heart of that. Your, your grandpa, I mean, how much time does Joe Biden really have left in the world? What's, you know, 10, 20 years at, at max? And he's, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to be, 
I'm trying to be, you know, generous. But I'm just saying. I'm hoping I got 20, Buck. Yeah, I hear you. Well, anyway. John in Texas, by the way, seven daughters, 15 grandkids. How often do you brag, John, about the 15 grandkids? Oh, every time I get a chance. So when Joe Biden says and the girls on The View say, oh, nobody ever asked how many grandkids uh, you have, what's your experience like as a grandpa? Oh, man, I wouldn't give it for anything. Um, you know, I get asked all the time, how many grandkids you have? And when I say 15 and one on the way, you know, their jaw just drops. And, yeah. uh, you know, family is, is what it's all about. If you My don't grandparents family, had, uh, you had 11, which seemed like, uh, a lot, you know, in New York City, but there's a, there's big families out there, Clay. Yeah. Thanks for the call, John. Congratulations. Working on 16. Greg in Illinois. How many grandkids you got, Greg? I have uh, four blood, uh, two-step, and like I told your screener, three, I don't know where it came from, but that's just a joke. But it's, <laughs> it's uh, my oldest son had a relationship with a woman who was divorced years ago. And so you claim grandkids- all of those grandkids both by blood, like your grandpa to a lot of people, even if they aren't direct blood connection. You got that correct, one hundred percent. Yes, and uh, That's the way to do it. My fourth blood child is uh, fourth blood grandchild is not here yet, but will be in two months. Well, congratulations wow. to you on an early basis. But this is an example, Buck. Most people, I think, out there listening to us right now, good and decent grandparents, are more likely to add kids that may not even be theirs to try to yeah. be great grandparents than to deny ones that are actually theirs. They want to run up the grandpa or grandma scoreboard, <laughs> right? I mean, yes. no one, you know, that's usually how it goes. Joe Biden going the opposite direction. Huge fail, huge character failing, really. Uh, we got uh, Virginia Governor Youngkin in the next hour. And Clay, do you want to talk about how they're going to play the legal wrangling with Trump? That would be interesting. Let's do it. What's coming next uh, for Trump? We'll discuss. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.